In this episode, we reminisce about 2019 and talk a little Star Wars. On to the show. You don't need law school. Law school's for people who are boring and ugly and serious. Welcome to Legally Crowd with Mike and Haley. Man, I can't believe we've made it to the end of 2019. Here it is, December. Businesses are thinking about closing down. We've got the holidays, really the big events starting next week. Um, and this is our last episode of the year. JB, it's been a while. How have you it been? It has. I, I have been well, Mike. I've been extremely busy, as I know you have as well. It's been, uh, it has been an amazing 2019 and one that has been completely filled with events and for me, more travel than usual. Um, I, I don't want to pull the travel card, Mike, because I know you've got me trumped uh, by, by quite a bit. Uh, but I, I have found myself on a plane more than usual uh, this year. But you are absolutely correct. I cannot believe that it is December already. It feels like it was just you know, January of 2019, and here we are at the end of the year. It, it is, for me at least, it has flown by, absolutely flown by. Uh, and I guess that's uh, what happens when you're busy. Keeps you out of trouble and and uh, and keeps the time moving. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope the uh, airlines have treated you well in your travels. They have. My only advice is just avoid Newark at all costs. <laughs> I'd put a couple other airports on that list, but Newark for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, it's good. It's good to be back together. I know a lot of time has passed because you've been busy. I've been busy, and unfortunately. Our Legally Cloud podcast is not our day job. It's our side job. It's something that uh, both of us really enjoy. I enjoy our chats together. And the fact that we're able to share it with three or four people who listen on a regular basis, I think my wife is one of them. So thank you for our listeners. We appreciate your patience and your loyalty throughout this year. But as we dive into our 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 podcast today, um, let's let's start off with upcoming events. Now, all of 2020 hasn't yet been been planned out for Net Documents. You know, we've got the the big stuff that you would expect us to. But over the next couple of months, JB, where can people find us in 2020? Yeah, great great question. I think you know, there's the there's the February timeframe that everybody looks forward to. It's our favorite uh, our favorite stuff in in February, which is starting with February 4th through 6th is, is Legal Week. Um, and, and Legal Week 2020 is, is NYC. And Mike, did they change the name? I, it used to be Legal Tech, right? When did that change over to Legal Week? Is that yeah, this year? I, or is it, no, no. I, I, I think the big push started last year. Uh, but before that, in like 2018, 2017, when I started attending, it was Legal Tech. And then I think yeah. last year they really changed it to more of, of Legal Week to give it more of a, um, I don't know, more of an all-encompassing type name yeah and 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 try to uh maybe it looks like it may have extended a day too because i think it used to be two days before but i I could be wrong on that but yes february 4th through 6th legal week 2020 new york city always fun to visit new york in february it's nice and warm uh maybe not so much (laughs) you know there's there's a tradition um for as long as i've been to legal week it's always either snowed or rained always Yes. yes Yeah, I, I've been there uh, a few times during during snow. I remember snow and or rain. So yeah, that's that's a given. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, and then of course, uh, February 26th through the 29th, we have the uh, American Bar Association Tech Show in 2020. That is in Chicago, Illinois. Another great place to be in February. Um, it's absolutely shorts weather there. And um, let's see, February 27th, uh, there's the Solid West Show, which is in San Francisco. So quite a bit going on in February. Then we immediately roll out into May. Uh, and the third through sixth is the uh, the ALA 2020, and that's going to be in Salt Lake City. Yeah, that's in our backyard. I, I suspect we'll have good presence there. Well, good. Well, that's a little bit of what's coming up. And obviously, as, as the year goes on, there's going to be a lot more happening with that documents, and we'll be sure and keep everyone up to speed. Um, but we figured for this podcast episode, rather than burden someone else with their time, especially as people are focusing on family and focusing on celebrations. What JB and I thought we would do is kind of do a 2019 year and, and recap some of the things that were very notable that were released in, in news, by net documents, etc. So I want you to stay tuned for our second segment, and we'll get into some newsworthy mentions and uh, kind of wrap up 2019 and Put a bow on top. We'll be back shortly. All right, and we're back. Our second segment of our last podcast episode of 2019. And we hope you're still with us. By the way, as JB and I start planning for 2020 and different topics, different people, we would love your feedback. We would love to hear what you liked, what you didn't like. If there are topics or people we should talk to, you can DM us at LegallyCloud on Twitter. We would love to get feedback. We've already gotten a little bit, and you'll see some new people, uh, some new voices, some new names and faces. Well, maybe not faces on a podcast, but... That, uh, so we're getting some feedback. We'd love to have more. So at Legally Cloud, you can follow us on Twitter. You follow us, we'll follow you. And then you can send us DMs and say, hey, Mike, stop talking about this because you're completely wrong. And, and I could be, right? But we'd love the interaction. So for the second segment, we want to recap a little bit of 2019. Some of the achievements of net documents, whether they be new customer wins or announcements, new product releases, or other types of significant events that have happened throughout 2019. We kind of figured that, you know, as the year comes to a close, it's it's good to reflect and uh, kind of see what's happened. Because as JB said, the year has flown by fast. And so just taking a moment to see what actually has happened this year. Um, so JB, you want to start us off with um, perhaps a couple of uh, some of the new customers new logos new names that joined net documents yeah I, I think so that'd be that'd be great I, I you know it's interesting we we sort of talked a little bit about the year as you mentioned the year flying by but I'll, you know as I look forward to 2020 I just I wonder what that is going to entail it's it's such a an evolving landscape I think for the the, the document management industry as a whole uh, I'm really anxious to see what 2020 brings there's a lot of new technology coming to the table uh, and and I think there will be some game-changing things that happen in 2020 just around how 
you know, uh, customers work with, with document management. I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of things are changing there. There's a lot of new, uh, just, just new technology, bringing new solutions to the table that allow people to work better. Um, and, and, and I'm excited to see what that brings, you know, and, and sort of forcing that, I think some of these, as, as you know, Mike, well enough is every time that we get a, a new customer, a new deal comes on, it always seems like the customer brings a new, sort of side or, or, or new take on, on the software and, and it sort of helps evolve that, that software and helps it uh, grow, helps the ecosystem grow as you, as you get different types of customers. One of which that I think is, is absolutely wonderful as, as we look here is uh, there's a press release that was just released. We just signed uh, Deutsche Bank and that is an absolutely huge effort. They are, they're, basically transforming their entire legal department um, in, internally and, and sort of at the heart of that is, is net documents. Our platform is, is going to enable a, a great change across their, their, their industry, across the, the, the legal teams there, and, and we're excited to be part of that and, and working with them. Uh, so we, we definitely look forward to kicking that off uh, very, very soon. Uh, we've also signed uh, Safri Champness. They've, they've selected us this year, which is absolutely great. Um, and uh, you know what, Mike? I am actually, you are the Brazil expert, uh, especially Portuguese. So this next one, I don't want to butcher it. So I'm going to let you announce the name. Oh, the, I, was, the... I was hoping you were going to say that. That you were going to say the name, so but uh, no, no, that's okay. But Net Documents truly is global. We talked about Deutsche Bank in Germany, Safri Champness is in London. We've got a you know one of the largest firms in Brazil, Rocha Marinho e Salas. And oh, I would have a, butchered that totally. <laughs> and that was a win uh, earlier this year as well. And and just to show that Net Documents is so global in reach, and as as JV mentioned, that as these prestigious customers come on they love the platform they love what they what what we do as a company as a service but they all bring their specific flavors their specific desires hey we'd love to see this and that documents continues to evolve so what you see today is not what you're going to see in 2020 and it's a it's a beautiful thing i love seeing the evolution of the platform where we started where we're going in the journey to get there yeah, Mike, and I, I think one of the things there also is is scale. Uh, you know, for me, it's been extremely interesting to see some of the sizes of, you know, we're obviously Deutsche Bank, absolutely huge. Um, and then we have, uh, I know I've been working specifically with some firms in Latin America that are just coming on and, and that maybe have not had traditional DM systems before. And we could be talking about, you know, 100 user firms or, or even smaller. Uh, and each engagement is unique. Each one is is absolutely uh, critical uh, yet at the heart of all of it is is our platform, which I absolutely love. Um, and and you're absolutely correct. You know, um, we're we're looking also at at Wilson Cincini, right? Huge huge firm out on the west coast, uh, heavily involved with the the tech space there. Um, you know, so that brings a, a little bit of a different edge. And then the one for me that I think was absolutely um, just really interesting to hear about in in terms of the design uh, that we're working with is is Council of Europe. So Council of Europe selecting, you know, net documents as their core platform to basically, uh, you know, work with the entire council of, of the EU on, on just everything. Um, it's it just, it's mind boggling. So, you know, transitioning out of just pure that legal space more into the corporate space and beyond uh, is, is, it really sort of 
shows the flexibility of our platform and also the uh, the, the scale of, of what we can do. And I'm just I'm absolutely thrilled to to see a lot of these uh, these sort of badges signing on here. Absolutely, and and you look at you know common themes among all of these is none of the ones that we mentioned specifically are small. They're all large, but mm -hmm. they they really like the security and trust me we were vetted on several of these as to the security of the platform the security of the data centers the scalability that you mentioned the ability to expand easily without having to add additional hardware or the things like that the user experience how easy how simple it is and the fact that it is a single global cloud platform so i think all of these factors and and those are common threads that i see among a lot of the deals that that come across the table and mind you these are only a handful of the overall activity of net documents but these are ones that we wanted to focus on specifically because these names might actually be recognizable to many people and the other thing is you were talking jb before we dove into you know we started with deutsche bank you talked about document management and i wonder at what point does that label go away yeah because we're we're not I mean, yes, we manage documents. Yes, we manage emails, but that's not really what we are, right? It is a platform. It's a, it's a place where you do work. And so coming up with how, how can we accurately and effectively describe that, that's something I'm struggling with because it's not yeah. document management anymore. It's so much more than that, right? So anyway. I think the other thing that's interesting about this list, you know, that we that we just went through is just keeping in mind the fact that it's software as a service in the cloud, right? So these these are huge firms, uh, especially you mentioned the security aspect that, aspect of it that are now trusting the cloud, right? So they're they're instead of having the on-prem data centers and don't we have to manage everything ourselves, they're actually uh, we're at that point. I mean, we've been there for a while, but where I, I think it's just becoming uh, the cloud is just becoming so commonplace, whereas we used to refer and, and talk to it before it was actually consideration. Do I want it on-prem or in the cloud? Yep. Uh, it's almost a foregone conclusion anymore that, you know, with the right uh, platform and, and security uh, uh, certifications and, and everything else, that cloud is just sort of a, okay, great. Yeah, it's 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 there. That's, that's where it's going to be. Um, and so, you know, as we look to what it's going to be called, I don't know if you're going to call it you know, just a cloud application, a cloud platform, dare I say a cloud OS, I, I don't know. Uh, but it's it's interesting, uh, it's interesting. And I'm, I, again, I think this will continue to evolve in, in the 2020 space and, and start to become uh, a little bit more clear. That's right. Although we were looking back today, our focus is not on looking back that Net Documents is a company, we are looking forward always. And 2020 is gonna bring quite a bit more than uh, than what we saw in 2019. So exciting times, exciting times. Indeed. Glad to be a part of this for sure. So, Indeed. you know, new customers are only part of, part of the story of 2019. As we just talked, the platform continues to evolve. That it's more than just a place to store your documents, but it's a place to work with content, to share, to do other types of things. During 2019, we also saw several product releases product announcements. And so, I, you know, I wanted to recap just a little bit of some of the things that we incorporated. Now, there's 
there are changes going on all the time in, in the NetDocuments platform. And I, by no means am I going through every single one because we'd be here for several hours. But I want to highlight a handful that have been most impactful that we have seen a huge uptake from our customers that they, you know, they, they got a lot of benefit out of this. You know, just a couple of examples. We released this year something called Security Center. So imagine as a customer of NetDocuments, you know, I'm getting audits from my clients all the time. And NetDocuments has provided that audit service, but you've had to request information from our compliance department, et cetera. We've now put that information directly in NetDocuments inside of Security Center. And as we continue to add more security type, uh, type of things, so, you know, you have things, um, like encryption, customer managed encryption keys. You have other types of security management tools that have all been placed inside of this security center. Some of the things I'll talk about are gonna to continue to build out that security center. So it's really the focus of security within NetDocuments. We've also released Collab Spaces, which is our premier collaboration tool for law firms, for organizations to share content externally and it works similar to other collaboration tools on the market today. Lots of reporting, lots of control capability, and it's it's been well received within our customers. And as we we talk with prospects and other people looking at that documents, it's really a core piece of what we offer. We've released Set Builder. Oh my goodness. This is something that is unmatched by any other system out there where I can collect documents, organize them, create PDF binders, PDF Bibles, and then distribute. And it's all done via drag and drop with many configurable options. Very, very powerful productivity software. We've also released our ND mail, our predictive email filing inside of Office 365. So if you happen to use Outlook on your mobile device, whatever mobile device it is, you can now get those predictions to be able to easily file emails. Because it's Office 365, it works on Outlook for Mac. It works on OWA. So if I'm in Outlook in a browser, all of a sudden there it is. And it works on my iPhone, Mike. I know, it isn't it amazing? Isn't I, it's it? an, yeah, it's incredible. I was, I was really excited about that one. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, we also uh, extended our integrated OCR capabilities to our European and Australian services. So it started off in the US, but now it's available in all of those services. Very powerful, hands-off type of OCR services that's simply integrated with NetDocuments. So, so for me, those are some of the really big milestone moves forward with the platform. And while yes, they focus on documents, it's not just about managing, there's sharing documents, there's organizing documents, there's email stuff in there. It's just, it's, it's a powerful thing. And as that single global platform, as soon as we've released it, it was available to all of our customers. It's really a thing of beauty. It, it, it's elegant, I can't quite describe it, but it's exciting to see. Now there are other things, that we've announced this year that have not been released yet. And so I wanted to go through a couple of those really key, really big ones that maybe- Mike, can I, can I raise my hand and jump to the, the front of the line? Do it, do it, do it. Tell me about DLP, Mike. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of DLP. It's been every single customer that I go to is always asking about that. Where, where are we at with DLP? Well, JB, why don't you tell me what DLP is? What does it mean? 
Uh, well, it means a lot of things to different people. So I, I think, you know, for me, ultimately, and I'm going to leave the acronym alone, for me, it's about having further granular control over the content and what you choose to allow or not allow that content or a specific person or, or somebody else to be able to do on that on that object. Um, and so, you know, the ability to control whether or not somebody can email file or whether or not they can uh, uh, email it out, excuse me, or, or print it or, or, or lock down the content to have controllable actions on it. I, to me, that is a, uh, a huge, huge thing for us. I know we've been talking about it for a little bit and, uh, you know, quite frankly, it was one of those where I'm like, is the day ever going to come? Is it going to come when we, when, when we're going to release it? So, so where are we at? So that's, that's, that's a good summary of DLP, which the acronym means data loss prevention. And so early 2020, I'm so excited. I've, I've got my hands on some of it. Um, we're just making some final tweaks and prepping things to be released, but very, very exciting because in today's world, if you can't put security, if you can't put effective and sufficient security on content, well, then you don't have a really good system. And, you know, unlike, unlike other systems that I've seen within the market, this doesn't require a third party purchase. This is DLP embedded and native within that documents. Man, to me, this is huge. It's, it is. it's such a game changer, uh, especially as you know, we were mentioning some of these clients that we brought on earlier, um, some of them that are outside, you know, for a long time, uh, most of the, the, the technology and things built into our platform was, was aimed squarely at the, the traditional legal law firm space. And with the addition of some of these clients that have different, uh, uh, different requirements, that's why we start to, to grab some of these other things and put them in. And, and I truly think that it's, it's, it's fantastic. There are, our customers are not only driving us as a technology organization, but really driving the platform as a whole. And to me, DLP is just absolutely critical to that. I am, I'm so excited to see it get in there and I, I can't wait for it to come out. It, I, I really think that it's going to be just a, a great experience for most of, um, you know, our, our, our market segment, the, the people that are involved in, in what we do. I completely agree. Yep, absolutely. Now, DLP focuses on security. We've got some other security stuff coming that we'll talk about, but from a productivity standpoint, which directly affects how I work with the system and things that I can do within the system. So just imagine I'm inside of a matter, inside of a workspace. Now I have task management capabilities. I can create tasks, assign tasks, attach documents, link documents, track things all within that matter. That's been announced and is coming next year. As well as, you know, many times when I talk, especially with corporate legal departments, is they all ask me, hey, Mike, do you integrate with DocuSign or Adobe EchoSign or this yeah. signature uh, software vendor? we're actually creating our own embedded e-sign functionality to where you don't have to have that separate subscription. You don't have to have anything that bridges the gap, but it's all in that documents. So an embedded e-sign capability, I'm really excited for that. The, the foundation of that is already in place. And so I'm excited to see that come out and be available. Now, some of the things that, that for those security conscious folks and especially those that have um, geographical restrictions as far as where, where data resides. So we have something called Workspace Security Manager. It provides easy to use tools to fully manage security within that documents. Now, we're not enhancing the security. You know, this person or this group can do this or see this, but we're making it easier to manage and 
delegate that type of management. And then we've got many of you may understand or may have heard of our flex store feature that allows an organization to say, I want this data stored here, this other data stored here, that fits all within the same cabinet, that the user experience is a single global experience. Nothing changes regardless of where the data is stored. We're adding something to that called FlexStore Pro, which will significantly improve the performance of data that perhaps is stored in a different geographical location. So we're really excited about that. And, and all of this comes down to being able to better serve our customers through performance, through security, and through end user types of features, all within that document. So once again, this isn't just doc document management anymore. This is something bigger. Document management is simply a piece of it, but it's a productivity platform. I don't know, who, who knows, JB, maybe we can come up with that term today on our podcast. But, <laughs> I like it, yeah, I like it. Yeah, so, you know, lots of stuff going on from the product perspective. And like I said, that's not that's not everything by any means. But there are definitely some good highlights that we're moving, we're pushing the ball forward. We've got customers that are pushing us forward. And it's it's really, uh, it's a great joint effort with everybody involved. Indeed. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to just seeing how this all impacts the the productivity of, of, of the customer and client base that we have. I, I just think it's, again, I'm really excited about 2020. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Now, the last kind of category that we wanted to do to recap 2019 is we've talked some new customers, we've talked some new functionality, but there are other things going on in the world, going on with NetDocuments besides those. So we had a couple of significant news events, press releases, things that have happened throughout the year that we just wanted to kind of maybe relive some of those memories in some cases and uh, and just ensure that our three or four listeners kind of knew what was going on. JB, you want to lead <laughs> us off with that? I'd love to. Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the things obviously that I, I, I think is important, we're all watching uh, with uh, sort of, you know, uh, I don't want to say trepidation, but we're anxiously watching the situation in, in the UK around Brexit and, and sort of in order to prepare for that, we've, we've been hard at work most of the year. And one of the things that we're doing is if you're not aware, we're opening a, a German data center. So uh, I think we're going to have it in, um, uh, in Frankfurt. Uh, I believe, and I, I forget where the backup is. I don't remember if that's. Uh, do you Do you remember, Mike? Uh, I don't remember the the various cities, but it's that three yep. data center configuration. Exactly. Yep. So so three three data centers, which will be in the uh, in inside of Germany, to sort of uh, help out. I think additionally, you know, there's uh, always some data sovereignty requirements dealing with with German German companies, so that will definitely help out. Not only having it in the EU proper, but also in Germany. So. Uh, that that is a a very large one for us this year. I think in in terms of just sort of helping uh, protect our 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 clients in in that region from any potential changes that that Brexit may may impact or or, or influence. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, right, we're doing lots of stuff. We're pushing the boundaries on on many different areas. We actually got another investor in that documents. Cove Hill yes. Investment, right? And and not to say that we're financially in trouble because we're absolutely not, but this provides some additional abilities for us to do more things, to be able to do some of the things that we announced and even more things in 2020 that we can't quite talk about just yet. So Cove Hill invested in NetDocuments 
and uh, they're actually providing some interesting perspectives and and helping us in some ways that we didn't necessarily expect. So it was a really exciting deal. Obviously, net documents looked attractive to them from an investment perspective due to a lot of the things we talked about from product releases, from new customers, and so on and so forth. So we're really excited for Cove Hill and, and what that brings to the table for us. Indeed. Uh, additionally, we had three Elevate events this year. So Elevate is our um, our, our annual conference, if you will, that, that we've been having. I know in, in years previous, we used to have separate events. We would have sort of a partner event, and then we would have a, a CIO or, or customer-facing event. And, and in recent years, I think this might be the second year where we've just combined them all and said, you know what, we're going to call it ND Elevate. We're going to bring everybody together. Uh, and so we had those both in, in the U.S., in the EU, in, in London, actually, and then in Australia. And uh, a very, very good turnout. I've, I was at the U.S. event, and it's always great to, um, you know, meet with customers and, and partners and, and people that I've known throughout the industry for a while. Um, I, I was not able to attend EU or the AU, but from everybody that I've spoken to that were at those events, it's very well received and, and a very, very good, good turnout and, and great events. And that's always positive to hear. Um, Mike, I know you've been you've been with Net Documents longer than I have, but in the three almost four years that I've been here, I've watched these events grow just exponentially every year, and it's it's been uh, just absolutely wonderful to to see and 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 uh, and visit with everybody as our as our partner base grows and our clients grow. It's it's great to get out there and, and watch that. Yeah, I agree. Every every event, every Elevate event every year is always the biggest event in our company's history. So yeah. this year's Elevate was bigger than last year's. Last year's was bigger than, than 2017 and so on yeah. in, in every area, in, in all three of those different locations. And as we Indeed. look at – oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, in, in, in addition to not only the three Elevate events, which were net documents uh, events, we attended almost 50 events worldwide, right? Like, so over 50 industry events where net documents had a presence this year, which that has also grown uh, compared to the, just the, the element, or excuse me, the, uh, the events that we've hosted. That's exactly, yeah, no, no doubt. And I feel like I attended all 50 of them this year, although I know I didn't. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you did. Right? So it's net documents mm -hmm. continues to grow in every single aspect. And fortunately, right, you don't have to rely on us to, to tout some of the things we've done because we have won industry industry awards as well. And I think we talked about this on an earlier podcast episode this year, but we were recognized by KM World as part of the KM World 100. We were recognized by the National Law Journal and were included in its inaugural Emerging Technology Special Report. TechnoLawyer even recognized net documents and included both our ND Mail product and our ND Thread product as part of its annual TechnoLawyer Newswire 25 Products of 2019 award. So other people have recognized the efforts that we've made and have you know, included them in their, in their lists of 2019. And so we're very grateful for that. We're grateful to our, our Net Documents teams that do the development, the hard work, the research. We're grateful for our customers that have provided great feedback for us and help us to continue to evolve the platform because without you, without the customers, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing what we do. So it really is, it's a symbiotic relationship and, and I'm just glad to be here. 
symbiotic relationship. Have you been watching the Star Wars uh, trilogies to get ready for the new one that's coming out, Mike? Is that uh, is that what's going on there? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I'm going tomorrow, go. by the way. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yes. So, well, thanks for sticking around for this second segment of our podcast. Uh, hopefully we didn't bore you too much. If you did fall asleep, well, just wait for segment three. We're going to wrap things up, put the bow on our final episode, and hang on tight. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome to the final segment of our final podcast episode of 2019. Thanks for a great year and, and for all that's gone on. As we mentioned before, anything you wanna hear about in 2020 from, from JB and I, DM us at Legally Cloud on Twitter. Or if you happen to know us personally, send us an email message. I'm not gonna put those on our podcast though. Heaven forbid we get overloaded even more with email. But we're gonna do in this episode what we've done in all the other episodes to wrap things up. We've JB and I are going to kind of go back and forth on some personal questions. And then I've got a nice little fact to wrap up 2019. So JB, do you want me to ask my question or do you have a question for me? Who do you want to go? First? I would, I would love for you to ask your question. Okay, here it is. If animals could talk and, and if they could talk our language, which animal do you think would be the rudest? A cat. You know, that's the first answer I popped into my head too. Well, good. I give yeah. you an easy, an easy softball question. At the end of the year. Yeah, that was that was that was that was pretty easy. You know, there's some other things that pop in there as I start thinking about what's what's going you know on in a zoo. But I, every experience I've had with a cat, they're just they're their own people. So, yep. yep. Um, excellent. Okay. Well, um, Mike, mine is is of a different nature. We we discussed Star Wars a little bit earlier. Uh, I know you said you're going tomorrow to to see the the new one that's coming out, The Rise of Skywalker. Great. Mm -hmm least favorite character besides Jar Jar Binks. That's, oh, I was going to say Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's low-hanging fruit. Least favorite character throughout all of the trilogy. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to have to think about um Shoot. You know, I guess it depends on the movie. It could easily be young Anakin Skywalker. It could be young Luke Skywalker when he's on Tatooine complaining. Jeez. Um, I don't know if I can answer that. I have my, so I've stumped you. I like it. Okay. You, may, you may have stumped me because I don't just want to throw out a character's name there. Um, right. Yeah, the, the, the wanting to go into the Tashi station to pick up some power converters is a uh, it's a good whining scene. Yes, yes, it is one yep. of one of a few there. Um, you know what? Okay, I think I found it. I think I found okay. it. It's so when we're in episode six, where Return of the Jedi. Yep, Return of the Jedi. Luke goes into Jabba the Hutt's lair to or or sorry C3PO and R2D2 go into Jabba the Hutt's lair to send the message from Luke to Jabba the Hutt. Yep. There's this small little 
rat dude. He's sitting <laughs> on Jabba, sitting right next to Jabba the Hutt. He's got the most annoying laugh that stuck with me all those years. Okay. I would say him. Or Excellent. Her. Could be her. I don't know. Yep. Fantastic. I, I would agree. Yeah, that is a, uh, you know what? I don't even know what type of animal or, or character that is, or even if it had a name, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about there. Yep. Yep. There we oh. go. Whew. So interestingly enough, I, I, I find that interesting because everyone's go-to is usually Jar Jar Binks. And yep. then after that, it's very hard to find somebody that they really don't like in the Star Wars universe. So yeah, excellent. Well, thank you. All right. Now, <laughs> For our, for our final trivia story, whatever you want to call it, I actually want to, want to talk about someone that most people have heard of in the world, but perhaps may not know this aspect of their life. So, you know what? You thumb through any history textbook or watch any Hollywood biopic, and you'll see a pretty consistent version of Abraham Lincoln's story of his life. He's a solemn, dignified leader who helped free the slaves and guide America through the Civil War. And it's someone that almost everyone learns about by the time they're out of grammar school. I know I did. But before he stepped into the political arena, the man who would eventually become president was a combatant of a different kind. He was a wrestler on the American frontier. Come on. However, as with any good story... Tales of his prowess in the ring have been exaggerated over the years, and, you know, never more so than in the Internet age. Remember, though, that wrestling in rural 19th century America wasn't anything like the grace of an Olympic contest. And it certainly wasn't like the Hollywood flair of the WWE. No, this style of wrestling was a pure test of strength with combatants locking horns to prove their dominance in front of an audience mostly made up of drunks, gamblers, soldiers, or some combination of the three. This brand of wrestling from back in that day is best described as more hand-to-hand combat than sport. Now, one of the most famous of Abraham Lincoln's wrestling exploits is kind of this little story here. Back in the day, there was a group known as the Clary's Grove Boys. It was a group of well-known tough boys in the area. They had bested many other groups in wrestling, so apparently wrestling was a common activity, and they thought that they had found someone else with which they could show their dominance, strength, and prowess. Now, of this Clary's Grove Boys, the toughest of the group, Jack Armstrong, was selected to wrestle with Abraham Lincoln and to show people that, hey, Abe is six foot four, but nah, he's really not a man compared to Jack Armstrong. It didn't take the Clary's Grove boys long to discover that they'd gotten hold of the wrong person. And when it was evident that Abraham Lincoln was getting the better of Jack Armstrong, this is where the story may or may not be true, But the whole Clary's Grove boys jumped in and started beating on Abraham Lincoln. Now, the blows that they gave him really didn't affect him. He took, Lincoln took all of this in perfect good humor and he laughed and joked and displayed such an excellent disposition that he won over their hearts and was actually invited to become one of the group. So Abraham Lincoln had lots of other wrestling experiences, but this one is the most famous, at least that I found. Believe it or not, 
Abraham Lincoln is honored in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, along with other presidential grapplers such as George Washington, William Howard Taft, and Teddy Roosevelt. The National Wrestling Hall of Fame is dedicated to athletes who practice a traditional version of the sport. But, you know, I don't think you'll see Abraham Lincoln's picture next to The Rock anytime soon. So with that, we wrap up 2019. We look forward to 2020. And thanks for being a part of this journey with us. JB, you want to say one last thing before we sign off? I, I'm just trying to picture Abraham Lincoln trash talking people. But anyway, that's a, that's a different uh, thing altogether. But excellent, excellent story. Um, had a great 2020. I, I just want to say thanks to all our listeners out there. And, and, and thank you to all our customers, partners, everybody else uh, that, that's helped sort of shape this industry. Um, we, we couldn't do it without you. And uh, we look forward to a great 2020 together. Until next time, keep your head in the clouds. <laughs>